What's up, everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks. This is week 82, and you are listening to the Tailgate, where we discuss what's going on in the sports world. Uh, outside of Texas Tech, this week we've got the NFL draft to recap, and we've got second round of the NBA playoffs to get into. But before that, make sure you are following Tailgate Talks on Spotify and Apple. You can listen to us there. If you do, make sure you give us that five-star rating. You can review on both of them uh, or rate us on both of them. If you want to leave us a review uh, on Apple, we would greatly appreciate that. So uh, leave us your thoughts on there. Uh, We take all of that uh, to heart. So also follow us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. You can follow our personal accounts as well. Follow Dustin at DustinWimmer22. You can follow myself at Calvin B. Barrett. We also have a Facebook page and an Instagram where we post from time to time. We also have a YouTube channel where we post little bite-sized bits from the podcast there for you to catch. And lastly, if you got any comments, questions, or anything you want to bring up on the tailgate, you can email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Let's get into this week's tailgate. Are you ready for the football? All right, guys, the NFL draft has come and gone. Hope you tuned in, at least for some of it. Las Vegas did a very good job of hosting those guys. I was just thinking, if you didn't come out in in the draft this year, you're an idiot. Because, like, yeah. Kansas City next year is going to suck. Wherever it was last year, Cleveland or whatever. Like, you got to come out this year and go to Vegas and get drafted. Like, the after party's got to be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, well, just imagine being a like 20, 21 year old. You're going yeah, to draft. Coming into millions of dollars immediately and being in Las Vegas. That sounds like a great time. <laughs> I also heard another one. He's like, I'm like, if I'm like one of these like second to fourth round guys, I got a party for each different round. Right? Yeah. Second round, all right, number one party. Third round, <laughs> eh, a little less of a yeah. party. So yeah, first party's party like, I'm renting out a whole pool. <laughs> yeah. But I just wanted to run that down, um, kind of give you guys a recap of who did good, who did bad, what happened. Um, first round, I was all over Twitter for it. It was a lot of fun. That's always the most fun. Yeah. Um, I had the draft on one TV, McAfee on another TV, because they're way more entertaining than watching Roger Goodell. And way ahead. And way ahead on all the news. Hey, they had a guy on Twitter who was not holding picks back and whatever it made it more entertaining yeah um but yeah the first round it was a draft of runs as is how you could classify this first round the defensive players dominated the first five picks were all defensive players which i don't know when the last time that's happened that's very rare usually there's a tackle um running back the last couple of years or a quarterback that interrupts yeah. that but defensive players the first five picks um with edge guys and linebackers, corners. Then you had your receiver run, mm-hmm. picks eight through 12. Four out of those five picks were receivers. Those four guys I listed last week, they started boom, 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 boom. They're going. Um, and kind of in that same mix around that, you know, 10-ish area to 20 was the trade run. Yeah. It got yeah. nuts on the trade run um, in that middle <laughs> middle teams round. 
our was, texting our texting during like the <laughs> 10 through 20 picks it was like oh well <laughs> yeah you can blame brooks for it because he literally texted me and he said man this first round's been boring so far yeah pick 11 and i was like boom there's a trade almost almost instantly after i sent that the first trade happened (laughs) it's like wait so yeah there's a draft to run defensive run wide receiver run trade run i know like that wide receiver run i mean there was five guys taken with by like pick 16 i think and you know we texted like the packers looking for a wide receiver to replace Devontae adams and Aaron Rodgers was literally on McAfee's show that night. He's like, hey, we literally just we ran out of guys. Like, they, they went way earlier than we, we could get to. So, we just, we kind of couldn't do anything about that. And so, that's just a fact of it sometimes. Some teams are moving faster or have more assets to move up on that. Um, the teams, team stuff I like. Um, the Jets, I thought, did a great draft. Yes, you heard me right. The New York Jets – I thought crushed it. Three picks. They traded up one more time to get a third pick in the first round. They got three great picks. They got Sauce Gardner, who had an amazing chain on. Literally had a sauce bottle with sauce across the collar. Best nickname. Yeah. One of the best nicknames in all sports, Sauce Gardner. That's Uh, great. Garrett Wilson, Ohio State receiver to get Zach Wilson. Wilson to Wilson there. And then they moved up to get Tremaine Johnson who was the Florida State defensive end, transferred out of Georgia because he couldn't get enough playing time. Imagine that. And <laughs> they also sneakily got Brees Hall early, early in the second. Yeah. So those four guys, and we know all about him from Iowa State. Um, he's another good addition to that that backfield, like Michael Carter and those guys. So they had four really, really good picks. And I know you even texted me, like, it's weird the Jets are doing good. It just feels weird to say it, man. You expect them – to mess it up at some point, but I thought they nailed every single draft pick that they had. I thought they made good picks. Now time will tell if they turn out to be right. good picks, like, right. But you know, they got the best cornerback in the draft uh, that we Probably the best receiver. A lot of guys uh, had, yeah, a, lot, a top receiver. And then, you know, they said that the, the defensive end that they got was one of the tops on their board too. Yeah. And that fell into their lap. So a top to yeah. So, um, just something you don't expect to say after a draft is, wow, the Jets did really good. And, you know, we were saying that, especially after the first yeah. round. And then not to mention Brees Hall. Yeah. So, yeah, they picked him real early in the second. That's why I threw him in. Um, the Ravens are also on my list. I thought they did well. Um, I know Lamar was a little upset, but whenever the Ravens, like they've been one of the best organizations the last 20 years, um, yeah. they make a lot of good moves. They handle their money well. They traded away Hollywood Brown. Apparently, this was already in the works, but yeah, I was going to bring that up. Did you see that? Apparently, like they said, Cliff said four guys knew about it, and if it got out from any either side, the trade is null and void. <laughs> so they kept it hush hush, real hard. For he was at their draft party. Yeah, he was like an hour away on purpose. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, that that's kind of awesome that they had a draft party and traded right? for him surprisingly and then have them show up that's dope <laughs> like great planning um but i think the ravens did good getting rid of him i know we're like oh lamar needs weapons but hollywood's been injured and inconsistent not all three number, years not a number one receiver all three years he's been there he's been inconsistent and injured and you're he's coming up on payment time so it's like yeah. 
move on, go get another guy. We'll fill him in somewhere else somehow. Like, you'll be fine. They went with two really good defensive players. They got the best safety, Neil, that Notre Dame safety. They got the best center out of the draft, Linderbaum. So, like, Lamar, you got to like that. And they got Ojabo, the other Michigan defensive end that was on the other side of uh, Hutchinson. Like, and he's really good. So they still crushed their three picks, you know? Yeah. Like, like we say, the Jets doing good in the draft sounds weird. Like, it would be really weird to say the Ravens did bad in the draft. Right. Like, they, they just always – Yep. And, and, like, Kyle Hamilton fell into their laps at that – you know, at 15 or, or whatever. So, it yeah. wasn't that hard to make that pick. But, you know, nope. they, still, they still always do well. And my third team – they, man, I'm still like looking at these names. The Eagles. Yeah. I thought the Eagles, Eagles crushed it. They first off trade for AJ Brown. I think that was the first big breaking news of the night. And I love this trade for them because yeah. they suck at drafting wide receivers. They've always sucked at. Yeah. And they're like, screw it. Let's go get one of these young guys. We'll pay him. We don't have our quarterback. We're not owing him any money. Let's go get him a huge, good weapon. Uh, great, great move on that. And they're kind of capitalizing yeah. on the weak NFC East. Like, Cowboys got worse this offseason. The Commanders aren't doing anything. The Giants are probably the lowest team in that division. They're trying to capitalize on yeah. that. And then they got Jordan Davis, that giant Georgia defense tackle, and Nicobe Dean in the third round, the Georgia linebacker that got injured. Yeah, he what a steal. Ed was the best guy. So, if he recovers – Man, you just stole a possible Pro Bowler in the third round. Yeah, I liked what they did too. Like you said, why waste a draft pick on another receiver when you can just go trade and get a guy who we already know is a baller in this yeah. league? And so they said, fuck it, let's do that. So I really – I thought they did a damn good job uh, of getting themselves a weapon. Yeah. Uh, they, like, like they just haven't been able to have any luck with any of their receivers. So now you got one. Uh, I did think the Giants had a decent draft, too. I was going to ask you had any other ones. Giants did good. I think they could have taken the other tackle first and yeah, took it to seventh because he would have still been there. But if they liked the other guy, that's fine. Yeah, you, you got two pretty good. They got Evan Neal, right? Uh, the, or, uh, I'll pull him up. What, uh, I can't remember what offensive line they got. But, yeah, getting Pavon Thibodeau, who a lot of people thought is the best player in this draft, Fell down because of some yeah, just like seven. Work. God, he's six eight three yeah. four. Holy so, shit! Getting those two guys in your top in your first two picks that's a pretty decent haul, and and so like Kayvon Thibodeau could be the best player from this draft. Like there there's a good chance of that, and you got him there at at five. So, um, yep. n- not bad if you're a Giants fan. I think. Yeah. Any other teams you like that did well? Um. It's really hard to say. I thought the Jaguars kind of fucked that shit up. I really did. I, hey, I thought. Speaking of things in drafts that we're used to or not used to saying, we're used yeah. to saying that. Yeah, that that comes off. I right. liked them moving up to get Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah. So I actually watched some of their games. He's a stud. Their I first thought, pick, though. Nah. Yeah, I just thought Aiden Hutchinson, like we talked about, was kind of like the sure thing. Like I think. And, and maybe it doesn't end up being that way, and maybe it ends up being the right pick. But yeah. I heard – I was listening to Bill Simmons talk about it, and he said it kind of reminded him of the Anthony Bennett draft in the NBA where it was like there was no real true number one. And so all of a sudden the Cavs talked themselves into Anthony Bennett. 
and even though everybody was like what the hell is this and yeah. and and then you know this one i think it was pmt that was talking about like some random blogger made him like the number one graphic <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden it happens so it just feels like it could be one of those picks where aiden hutchinson ends up being a great pick for 10 years and the jaguars just took a guy who crashes and burns of course and, uh, and that would of course happen to the jaguars so i, yeah. I thought i thought they yeah. may still lay up there on my team dislikes jags are on that list taking trayvon you got all the points there they should have went hutchinson the lions were so quick to turn that card in yeah that's my favorite awesome. part of that they like didn't even have time yeah. to get the shot clock up there and they're like pick us in <laughs> like, yeah lions weren't <laughs> effing around <laughs> Yeah, I love I love that. I gl- I'm glad a team like finally was just like, oh, they didn't take this guy. Boom. <laughs> that also has to make you feel terrible when the next yeah. team picks so fast. They're like, uh oh, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, Can we take that back? <laughs> yeah, hold on. The other team dislikes. I got two more. Is obviously the Cowboys. You know, that they took a Tyler Smith Tulsa offensive tackle who apparently is kind of like. Penalty heavy ish. Um, the other offensive tackles and guards were gone by then, I guess. But I would have, I would have liked them to take Tremaine Johnson that the Jets got later. I mean, they needed an edge rusher. They could have replaced Randy Gregory with a top ten type guy here. That's why the Jets moved back up to get him. Yeah, and he took a project type player, you know, and uh, just yeah. They're in a weird spot, but you know, getting a guy who commits a lot of penalties, he already fits in. So, like, he'll he'll mesh right into that that Cowboys yeah, culture. You just, yeah, you literally just let one of those guys go off your line yeah. because of that, and you bring in a younger guy that's going to do the same thing. Like, I don't understand. Literally, their best move of the weekend was not even in the draft. It was signing Jonathan Garibay yeah. after the draft. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the other dislike I got is Patriots. Man, they overreached on so many picks. They got like the lowest grade. But honestly, like Patriots haven't drafted well in a while. No, yeah, it's kind of been a common thing with them. But apparently, Colstrain is like a third round pick, and they jumped and got him at twenty nine. Did you see the McVeigh video? Oh, you bet. (laughs) We thought we'd get him at one hundred four. Like, what are y'all doing I mean, at what point dustin are people gonna actually start like questioning bill belichick's drafting ability because i mean they weren't right. able to draft draft receivers they've missed no. on so many receivers they missed on a lot like mac jones is probably their only good draft pick in a while <laughs> like I don't so. their, picks, their picks suck i think they're good at developing guys that's why I like their you know mid to late round picks like turn yeah. out I don't think those are great draft picks. I think that's just good development. You know what yeah. I mean? They're guys in the first round, like uh, what was his name from Arizona State? That Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry. They took him like with like a top ten or yeah. fifteen pick, and he sucks. And there was like Justin Jefferson and some of these guys like behind him that they could have taken, but they took. Yeah. No, he's not been great. So they had a lot of guys that could have picked from there without reaching. They reached on another pick real, real bad too. Like, yeah, not great. So any other team dislikes that you had? 
No, I mean, the Jaguars were really the team that stood out to me. Patriots with that pick, I think, you know, like I, you know, I was only able to really watch the first round. I thought the first round was actually, I I thought a lot of teams did pretty good there. And then, you know, from there it's hit or miss, you know, the whole draft is, is a shit show in a way, like you have no idea what's going to happen. So I thought a lot of teams did a good solid job of taking the best player available uh on their picks and you know we'll see what happens from there but any glaring things i i I didn't really see much so players that we kind of left out in this whole team stuff um player winners thought one was aiden hutchinson um staying in michigan going to the detroit lions now it sucks you're going to the lions but but he grew up in michigan went to University of Michigan was a great player. Now gets to go down the road. That's a good situation for the Lions. Yeah, Lions agreed. I think, um, and I think Kenny Pickett to the Steelers is good for him. That's a good situation. Yeah. That's done well. Has good wide receivers. Like I think he's good an organization and another kind of hometown type guy. Yeah, and a good, a well-run organization Definitely. with a good coach in Tomlin, and kind of like you know you're going into a well-oiled machine there. And like if you're Kenny Pickett, yeah, like you said, that's a big time player win right there. You got to be excited for, about that. And the only player loss I really had was Malik Willis. Like he got so hyped up this whole last month, and then yeah, and then and I, I'm glad. And then he drops to the third round of the Titans, which two things here. One, I think that's a good pick for the Titans, who are yeah. going to get off of Tannehill next year anyway. So you get. Malik for a year to sit, learn, figure it out, man, because you're the guy next year. But, like, he was supposed to go first round, and I'm I'm glad that teams didn't jump and yes. freak out and make that move too early. Like, good job, Panthers. Good job, yeah. Saints. Like, all those teams, Falcons. Like, good job holding your pants and holding your water for next year or getting yeah. a guy later um, and that's not a wasting point. a kick on a guy that's – a good job guy. good job everybody in the draft way to not like convince yourself to waste a pick on somebody you're not convinced can be your starting quarterback i mean it all goes back to that jared goff carson wentz draft where we all knew that these aren't the top two picks but oh we got to have a quarterback we got to have a quarterback and teams talk themselves and oh we need to get jared goff or carson wentz when like i'm glad that this is the quarterbacks fell team like we said teams made the right pick the best player on the board for the most part and it was nice to see a team not panic and go stretch and get a quarterback that, you know, they could have got much later. So good yeah. job, everybody, on that. Good job. Congratulations. Were there any other players that stuck out to you, good or bad, that you watched or kept up with a little bit? I did think it was funny that the Titans traded A.J. Brown and got, like, immediately drafted A.J. Brown light in Traylon Burks. Yeah, yeah. Um but I mean, his exact comp on the draft was AJ Brown. So nice. yeah, I mean, if you can develop him into AJ Brown, that's a, that'll end up being a good move for the Titans. But yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about uh, uh, him. So I just thought that was kind of funny that they traded AJ Brown to go get AJ Brown on a cheaper yeah. contract, and we'll see if that works out for them. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any other that really stood out. I think the Kenny Pickett one is a good, uh, a good shout there. Um, you know, they're just – like you said, this wasn't just a draft filled with stars that you're watching. You know, it, it's a pretty basic draft. And so, um, nobody in particular that I was just, like, really, like, I wonder where this guy's going to go. 
And now you just you got to develop these guys, and they have to develop yeah. themselves. I mean, you should get a pro bowler out of a first-round pick, but we all know that only happens like yeah. that the time. And so now it's kind of a crapshoot. That's why I don't look into, like, draft grades, really. Like, yeah, it's a shit show. I don't care what ESPN, whatever, whoever graded the Panthers on their draft. Like, who cares? We don't know. The draft grades should be dealt out, like, five years after. Like, right now we should be grading the 2017, 2018 drafter, you know. Um, cause that's the only time you only know later on what those drafts are going to look like. I, the last thing I'll say is I did like this draft wide receiver wise, and I'll be very curious to see how these wide receivers do in their first year. As we've had this recent boom of like wide receivers becoming one of the most important positions in the league. All these dudes are getting paid. Um, and I, I you know, this was a really deep wide receiver class last year. Yeah. Jamar chase being that's amazing. That's gonna oh change. yes. So I'm I'm really curious to see. I thought I thought you know Chris Olave to the Thanks. uh Saints was good, Jameson Williams to the Lions is good. Yeah. Like so I, I thought a lot of teams did really good at the receiver position and I'm just excited to see what these guys do. The other thing while I have the list pulled up, uh my favorite watching these is when guys are at home or even in the draft room, I guess, and they get picked and they hate where they got picked. Like Kenyon Green, the guard from a&M when he got picked by the Texans, he was pissed. Yeah, I would be too. <laughs> All his fans, friends, and family are going nuts, and he's just like, it's probably like, oh, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to get out of College Station. I'm ready to go to like somewhere that's awesome. And then he's like, Nope, you're just going right down to Houston. <laughs> they, they super suck. <laughs> you, you can just see like, oh man. <laughs> There are a couple of those, but his really stuck out. Yeah. I mean, at least if, like, you're drafted by, you know, some of the other bad teams, like, at least you're – I mean, Jacksonville, you're in, you're in Florida at least. Yeah, you know? you're, like, right there on the beach. Yeah, like, San Diego, even when they suck, like, oh, you're still in San Diego, though. Yeah, so – but here you're just in Houston. Like, it could be worse. <laughs> like, you could be in, like, you know, Minnesota or Green Bay and they suck. I and mean, now you got the shitty weather, too. <laughs> Go to Detroit. <laughs> Oof. Uh, last thing on the NFL stuff, I wanted to highlight the Texas Tech players. We had two guys get drafted and three signed immediately. Uh, Eric Uzukama, wide receiver to the Dolphins in the fourth round. And then Dawson Deaton, the center, got drafted in the seventh round to the Browns. And then immediately, like these teams already kind of know and have this filtered out. Uh, DeMarcus Fields signed with the Saints. Jonathan Garibay, I mentioned earlier, to the Cowboys. And Kalen Geiger, who I didn't expect going anywhere, so it shocked me, to the Bucks, And then out of nowhere, the most important signing of all, yes, Marcus Santos Silva to the Browns as a tight end. M-S-S-T-E-C-L-E. <laughs> what do you think about that, Brooks? <laughs> I mean, I think it's cool for him. Uh, obviously, yeah. like – you know, really respected what he did last year at Tech and the role that he took on. But you're kind of starting to see this trend where with some of these basketball players who are like these hybrid positions who don't necessarily have a shot at, at pro, but have like, you know, good skill sets and, and athleticism and, and good size. And they can, hey, give it a shot at at uh, being a tight end and I'm just kind of, I'm excited to see what happens for him. It's, it's cool. Yeah, I know there was a former, there were a handful of basketball guys that got signed 
Um, there was a former Ar- player that Arkansas kid. I was thinking, yeah, Trey if Wade. If he did anything, he's uh he got to the Cardinals. He's like invited yep. to Cardinals camp or something right. like that. Yeah, that's always cool to see these kind of like six six guys that aren't going to yeah. make it in the NBA, but they could maybe do something athletically in the NFL. It's usually reserved for like those that Baylor player that they have like every four years that yeah. comes in. That's like like Mark but, Vital, who's just like weird. <laughs> yeah, wait one more year or two. So, um, and fun fact: Texas had zero players drafted. Wow. Yeah. Good so, job. Good job. Like Chattanooga had a guy drafted. My favorite was, yeah, seeing all these schools. Kansas <laughs> even had a guy. Get Kansas drafted. had a guy. UConn had a guy get drafted. Like, and the schools, like, we've never heard of. And, you know, big bad school down south can't get one guy. Good job, guys. Way to be out there. And with that, there's your NFL draft summary. Good luck to all those guys and players and your favorite teams. All right, let's go talk some NBA basketball. NBA playoffs are into the second round now. All the results have been finalized from the first round. So since the last time we talked to you, let's go back and recap some of the series that weren't figured out yet. Let's start off with the Dallas Mavericks, where we've started each week. And the Dallas Mavericks ended up knocking off the Utah Jazz in six games. Game six was pretty exciting. Bogdan Bogdanovich had a wide open three. Wide. Uh, down to so open. I thought that this was headed to a game seven, but no, he misses it. The Mavericks get the win in game six. And Dustin finally got the Jazz the fuck out of here. Uh, we can wave goodbye to the Utah Jazz as we know it. Rudy Gobert already was like saying, it's me or Donovan Mitchell. Pick one, get rid of us. So it looks like the Jazz are going to be blown up. Uh, any parting thoughts here on the Utah Jazz as this season and this version of the Jazz as we know it looks like it's over? Hell no. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because this Jazz team, just the epitome of boring. And so that's the over. The Mavericks move on and they'll face the Phoenix Suns who uh, ended up knocking off the New Orleans Pelicans, although it was a pretty close series. The Pelicans kept it close, but it took a epic performance from Chris Paul in game six to propel the Suns to the second round. It was 14 from 14 from the Ooh. field. Uh, just absolutely incredible Chris Paul game to seal the deal and move the Suns into the next round. Uh, the other series, probably the most fun series of the playoffs so far, the Grizzlies knocked off the Timberwolves in six. They came back from down 10 in the fourth quarter to win that game. And they won this series despite trailing in the fourth quarter to start the last three games of the series. Uh, and so uh, really just resiliency from the Grizzlies here and an opportunity wasted for the Timberwolves. How are you going to look back on this series? I was really hoping we'd get a game seven out of this, but – like you said, the uh, Timberwolves are the ones that lost this series. They led by double digits in like three or four games. And once Carly and the Towns decided to play, you know, they were better, but couldn't pull it off. Um, but I'm kind of glad we got the better team playing the Warriors in this round. And we didn't get like the kind of March Madness yeah. 
upset and then they get crushed by the big bad warriors in the second round yeah i think there maybe was some matchup issues and maybe that's why that series was close and also you know the grizzlies are really young and they're just kind of getting their feet wet in the playoffs so um an exciting series but ultimately the grizzlies able to pull it off and move on to face the warriors in the second round and the last series that wasn't finalized the 76ers avoided a epic collapse avoided a game seven against toronto by just uh, knocking them off pretty easily uh-huh. in game six. But at what cost? At what cost, though? And we'll get into that once we get into their second round series. So that's how shape, uh, things shaped up to get to the second round here. So let's check in on what's going on so far in the second round. And right now, let's start off with the Warriors and the Grizzlies that we just discussed. That game one happened on Sunday, and it was a pretty electric game. One, to say the least, Draymond Green. Wouldn't you know it, Dustin? Draymond Green got ejected from a game. Shocking news there. Uh, game came down to the wire. Clay Thompson hit a clutch three to give the Warriors their final lead of the game. He did miss a couple free throws, and then there was a very bizarre no call from the refs that caused a jump ball. Like refs yeah. love to make calls about everything, and hey, you got a review system. But what did you think about that? That was. One of the most bizarre things I've seen at the end of a game that's a playoff game. Yeah, I didn't hate the no call because everything happened so fast. Right. A lot of hands in the way. You couldn't really tell whose hand is going what direction. And I'm okay with the no call, but go look at it. Yeah. Why didn't we go look at it? We look at so much stuff. Like, who cares that we don't have a challenge left? Like, use, like, what college does in, like, the last two minutes. I thought that was the NBA rule. I guess it's not. Yeah. I guess they would have had to. Go look at it. Like, let's still see. And if you still can't tell, okay, then we'll jump it up. But yeah, I, that kind of screwed the Grizzlies yes. on that. A lot of people thought it was going to be a Warriors ball, but I, that kind of screwed the Grizzlies out of, like, a good half second. Yeah, because they had to do the jump ball there. Um, but, I mean, they still got a, a shot at the rim from Job. But, yeah, yeah. like you said – what's the point of replay if you're not going to go just take a look at that and get the call right? Like who in the cares most critical that, times. Yes. Like that could, if John ja makes that Warriors fans have every right to be upset like uh, for losing that game. But, you know, ultimately they're able to still game one, but this, you know, a great game one, an exciting series still. Um, I know we both had the Warriors winning this series. So what are your thoughts so far after a game one, that was pretty exciting. Uh, Ja was looking more like himself in that game one than he was in that entire Grizzlies series. Uh, They did not get very good performances from, you know, their supporting cast. So do you see the Grizzlies at all having a chance in this one, or you think the Warriors are going to be able to cruise to the, uh, to the uh, semifinals? No, I think everything that game went the Grizzlies way. Yeah. I did they too. didn't, you know, the Warriors didn't have a good game. They didn't have Draymond Green for like most of that second half, and Jaron Jackson went off for like yeah, he was really good. Um, like hit every shot he took, thirty three points. Like he's not going to do that again and shoot that good. Like made six threes, and you had Steph missing open threes like five for twelve. And I don't know five for twelve, four still like forty two percent, but that's not good for yeah. Steph. Like if you watch yeah. the end of that game, he was missing open threes. Mm-hmm. And like, so you're not going to get a bad Steph and a Draymond Green out, even though as we're watching right now, he just went to the locker room with a face something, got hit in the face a little bit on Tuesday night. But 
if you had the game go all your way and you still couldn't steal one, I don't see games going normally go your way. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that for the most part, but they're just such a young, scrappy team that I think they're going to be able to maybe pull off a couple wins here, keep it close. I, I, you know, um, I, I expect a Warriors in six is kind of where I'm at here. Yeah. And so I, I think they'll do enough to keep it close and to fight, but ultimately it kind of comes down to the players who have been there before. And the Warriors have uh, three players who are, you know, well-versed in the playoffs. And sure, they have some young guys that aren't really uh, ready, you know, used to the moment. But when you got Steph, Clay, and Draymond leading you, uh, that's a pretty nice trio to have there. So, yeah. I think the Warriors end up taking this one, but I expect this to be another fun series. The Grizzlies are just a fun team that's going to produce some fun moments, and you got a young budding star like Ja. Uh, so interested in this series. The other West series, game one happened last night in the Suns. Uh, kind of took that in a commanding fashion, leading for pretty much the entire game. Mavs made a little push at the end to kind of make it look closer than it was, but ultimately Suns take game one despite Luka scoring 45 points in game one Devin Booker looks like he's healthy again and that could be a problem for the Mavs as the Suns look more like themselves now than they did after Booker's injury uh kind of maybe thought that we were was going to derail their final soaps what are your thoughts after that game one of the series and and where the Mavs stand do they think they have a chance against the one-seeded Suns no unfortunately not I think the I think it's a depth issue like yeah, the Suns just have more guys in more places, and the Mavs don't have enough firepower. Even with Luca doing forty-five, and Jason Kidd even said it himself in the post game, like Luca can do all he wants, but I got we got to have other guys do stuff. Yeah. And the fact of it is, like, there's only a couple guys on the Mavs that could do things, whereas you know the Suns, they're they're a lot deeper team, and that's gonna just pay off way more. And they have the experience now too from last year and the year before whereas we know the Mavericks haven't won a playoff series in 11 years so none of these guys (laughs) uh, yeah and I don't know individually but most of these guys haven't been more than one round in the playoffs and they've only played against the Clippers (laughs) like a season's worth of playoff games yeah it's um yeah I definitely think that the advantage to the Suns here is just their depth like you said like they're much bigger than the Jazz were and much more versatile like DeAndre Ayton is not Rudy Gobert like he is a different problem out there he can actually defend uh, some of your bigger guys who can shoot and stuff like that he can hang with them he's not a liability like Rudy Gobert can be sometimes Um, you got Mikel Bridges who can take out some of your other guards who are hurting the Jazz you know he's one of the best two-way players in the league and so maybe he can, you know, limit Brunson, who was great in the Jazz series, and he can, you know, guard kind of whoever and shut him down. And then you find you got a healthy Booker back, and that's just up. That's just a problem because yep. now you got a stop Booker and Chris Paul, and when they're both going, like this team is really damn good. So ultimately, the Suns are looking like the team that we thought they were before the playoffs started, yep. when they were fully healthy and. The Mavs just don't have enough. They just don't have enough. You need, like, Kleber to hit eight threes. <laughs> and I don't really see that happening again. This will end in five or six at the most. Yeah, I think Luca will be able to will them to win a couple games just because 
um, just because he's Luca. But yeah, the Suns are just the better team and really just kind of controlled that game from uh, tip to finish there. So, so Suns Warriors looking is our was our predicted uh, final for each from the West. So we're looking like we're heading that way, Dustin. You. Uh, sounds like you don't have anything to change your mind so far on that. Definitely not. Um, another ejection in the uh, Warriors oh, game. Dylan Brooks, your boy. Brooks, I'm that's out. Another Brooks just got well, ejected for a hard foul. Oh yeah, that's that's warranted. So all right, he's well, done early in the first. Well, Dustin, I guess I got to kick this over to you as I am ejected. <laughs> uh, Dustin's going to carry you guys the rest of the way here. No. <laughs> But no, uh, no, nothing has changed my mind. I think, and that's the, I think that's the Western Finals we are hoping for and should yeah, be. That would yeah. be electric and should. Every be basketball fan good. should be dreaming about this one, unless you're obviously Grizzlies or Mavs fans. But yeah, uh, let's get over to the Eastern Conference where the Milwaukee Bucks took Game One from the Boston Celtics in another pretty like dominating fashion. Led for the majority of the game, Giannis dominates as usual in the playoffs, putting up a triple-double in game one. The Celtics only shot 10 two-point field goals uh, the whole game. Not makes, total shots uh, inside the arc. So the uh, uh, Boston Celtics were really not able to do anything that they wanted to do. Their great defense could not stop Giannis. uh, And the Bucs defense was really able to force the Celtics to have to heave up a bunch of threes. So Dustin... Um, you had the Bucks in this series. I had Celtics in this one. How are you feeling after that game one? And how do you think that this series is going to shape out? I feel real good after game one. Um, now, I believe it's 1-1 now after two. Oh, I, I forgot game game two's ha- happened tonight. So, it's yeah, Boston. Okay, yeah, uh, so. That's okay. So, but... before I get into that, yeah, Boston won tonight. So, 109-86, a pretty dominating win for the Celtics there in game two. So, that does change thoughts on this series as we head into it, as now it is even as it heads back to Milwaukee. So, all that being said now, recalibrated, um, you still lean in bucks in this one. I still lean bucks. Um, you know, Boston bouncing back, you know, Tuesday night. Doesn't phase me. It just makes it more interesting. Um, if they didn't do that, the Bucks might have rolled their ass. Yeah. Um, but the Bucks are looking, and Giannis especially, they're looking like a freaking wagon man. Um, he's, I don't know what he did uh, in that Tuesday night game that they lost, but just now. But man, his last like three or four games, he's been on a mission, kind of like he's been a lot of the last two years. And when they won last year, they're looking a lot like last year's team. Yeah. I think it would definitely have been concerning if the Boston Celtics weren't able to correct anything and win tonight. I'll have to see the highlights, kind of see what happened to assess where I think things are at. If the Celtics figured something out in guarding Giannis or figured something out offensively, that kind of gives them the advantage here. I think heading into the series that the loss of Chris Middleton for the Bucks was going to be huge in this series and not having another guy who can kind of uh, knock down shots for you when you need it. And so um, well, time will tell in this series. I still think it's anybody's anybody's series. And I, I saw this one going seven games to start. I, I don't – right now I haven't seen anything that makes me believe that it's not going to do that, uh, especially if the the looks like the way the Celtics handled the boss, uh, the Bucks tonight. So 
uh, definitely an intriguing series that we look forward to talking about next week. And unfortunately, we weren't able to watch any game two to really understand what happened there. Can we go back to the Warriors Grizzlies for a second? So it's only going to be real quick. I was watching that game Sunday night. And one, I was like, damn, they didn't give the Grizzlies any time off. They were like, hey, they are right. turn around two days later and playing the game. Warriors. Like, oh, shit. Um, and two, I was watching that game, and it took me five minutes to figure out why we were playing in Memphis for game one. <laughs> you forgot that they were the two seed? Yeah. I'm like, why are the Warriors – we're not playing in Golden State. I mean, for them being the home team, it took me a legit five minutes of sitting there watching, like, what? why are they <laughs> – did they choose this? Is there a different format? I was confused. <laughs> and I was like, oh, they're the two seed. Yeah. Yep. Holy shit. It took me like a second when I turned it on. I was like, huh, why are they? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. They are in <laughs> They are in Memphis. They are the two seed. Miami Heat in the 76ers series got off to a start last night. Uh, Monday night, the Miami Heat handled the 76ers to get the game one win without Kyle Lowry on the court. Uh, Tyler Hero had a pretty damn good game, dropped 25 off the bench. Bam Adebayo was dominant on both ends of the floor. Uh, the 76ers without Joel Embiid to start the series. Dustin, for for you, you were kind of favoring the Sixers. You had them going on to the Eastern Conference Finals, but you know Joel Embiid has sustained several injuries in this postseason. It looks like he might not be able to just outlast this playoff run. Uh, do you think the Sixers have a chance in this series, or? And you think that this the writing's on the wall for them and that the Heat have the advantage because no Joel Embiid. Yeah, that's the key is are they gonna get Embiid to play? Because obviously Harden's not the guy that he was, like in even like in Houston. And that's the guy they need right now. And the game's not even called the same way as when he was down there. So you can't even get nope. some of the same calls. And so without Joel Embiid, this will be over in four to five. Um, unless he can get back and, you know, like he's done most of the year, wheel this team up. But with a thumb that's fallen off and now his face is falling apart, I don't know, man. And apparently it's not the face. It's probably it's the concussion that's kind of yeah. the problem there. And the Heat, they're fully healthy. I mean, they didn't even have to play Duncan Robinson in that right. game. Like they have a enrichment of – riches and white dudes that can shoot they don't even have to play one of them and they just they look super good and could easily win this series yeah I think this one seemed interesting when the Sixers series started off with the Raptors when they were at you know fully healthy but as Joel Embiid's kind of took some hits here and there it just kind of ruined this series for me that I thought was going to be a really exciting one that's the um, thing, though. Why is he in game seven or six, whatever it was, with up 20 with four minutes left? Yeah. And he gets hit in the face. Like, he didn't need to be in the game. He didn't. Uh, and, you know, that's that's Doc Rivers for you right there, man. That's that's Doc Rivers. And so it, it, it looks like it's going to probably fall apart for the Sixers here uh, because of that injury unless Joel Embiid comes back and he's able to go otherworldly on the on the heat and and do things or James Harden figures out who uh, he used to be all of a sudden. Uh, it just doesn't seem like it's there. They don't have the depth. And like you said, the Heat have just a bunch of different guys. You know, um, Max Struess has five points last night, but he was 
plus 27 when he was on the court. Yeah. Uh, he was like, awesome. That's why Duncan didn't play. <laughs> like, they just have so many guys. It's, it's just really – and they got Victor Oladipo all of a sudden who's playing pretty good, a guy that was kind of cast off. So, they just have so many guys that they can beat you with. They're just yeah. a really well – they're a really well-coached team, a lot of different players. And so, ultimately, I just don't see a way that the uh, 76ers are able to find a way to knock off the heat here. Yeah. So, that's – uh, that's all we got right now in the NBA playoffs. As we said, uh, we'll keep watching them, keep breaking any news that's going on next week. We'll catch in where the second round will be, um, you know, close to being ended. Maybe we'll have a couple teams already moving on. Uh, we'll talk all things NBA playoffs next, next week. Dustin, you got anything you wanted to add on the playoffs before we end here? Good, man. It's been good all right. So far. All right, let's get into some shot bets now. We're good, streaky! Shot bets for last week. We had one of our kind of oddities in uh, a shot bet. Like we like to do this sometimes where we go out of the norm from picking just a regular game and taking an event that we like. And uh, last week, the NFL draft. So we found a prop bet that we liked, and that was 10 and a half, uh, the over-under on 10 and a half SEC players being drafted in the first round. And, and Dustin, you got this one. You took the over. I, I kind of wanted to, but also kind of wanted to not do the same thing as you. So I took the under there. Uh, your thoughts on this one as it did kind of come down to the last five picks there uh, before it did hit the over. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. I tweeted it out what the pick was. It was like 27 or something, but they hit the over the 11th one at uh, like 27. You know, it was getting close at the end, but we expected that. Yeah. Uh, but it was never in doubt for me. Never in doubt. Yeah, I was pretty nervous there when like eight had gone before the twentieth pick or something like that, and I was just like, "Man, there's no way that uh, that just two more SEC players are going to get picked." So I kind of knew the writing was on the wall there. But hey, like we said, the wide receiver one went over too uh, yeah. pretty easily, and we thought if the wide receivers went over, that probably mean that the SEC went over. So that's the case that happened there. So one of our fun shot bets, we like doing some of the random stuff like that. So Dustin gets the shot bet victory, but then the second shot bet was game one last night between the Suns and Mavs and the Suns take game one of the series, giving myself the shot bet bet victory and Dustin the loss. So we split this week going one and one apiece. Uh, so I am up to two shots owed. Dustin is up to three shots owed. So Dustin, so far in his journey to try to not lose shot bets as he's not drinking, hey, you didn't go over two. So that's right. <laughs> it it could have been worse, uh, but you only add one shot to your total there. So uh, kind of as always in the NBA playoffs, we'll do some shot bets this week, but we'll kind of let some games play out, find an intriguing game to us. I think probably one of them will be game three between the Celtics and the Bucks. Uh, that'll, that'll probably definitely be one of our shot bets. And then uh, maybe another game three or game four, just depending on how some of the games go. So pay attention to our social media, our Twitter, where we'll post these shot bets. That way you can get involved in them. And as always, if you lose, you know, send us a photo, send us a video, send us something showing that you paid off your shot bet that's, um, the, you know, that's the way of interacting with the show and keeping up with you guys and just having a little bit of a fun time. So, uh, Dustin, 
Final shot for this week. You got anything, man? I got one small thing. Shout out to me on Saturday. I watched a whole half of soccer. All right, Dustin. Watching Premier wow. League soccer. There wasn't anything else on around lunchtime that day, and I needed to watch a ball move across some grass. So I watched, you know, some Manchester City was on and watched the whole first half of soccer. Very nice. Um, I'm going to take a personal shout out here this week. Um, last week, my grandfather passed away. Um, my grandfather on my mom's side. Uh, if you know me personally or anything, you know that my mom had passed away as well. And so uh, my grandfather meant a whole lot to me. Another connection to my mom that is gone. But uh, one of my heroes in life, I uh, learned to play golf with him. Um, I'm not ever good at golf, but that's not his fault. That's That's my fault. But... Uh, you know, enjoyed those moments with him. And so last week was a bit of a tough one for me as uh, me and my family kind of went through that. But I uh, wanted to shout him out this week because, uh, you know, I meant a lot to me. Um, was uh, tough to watch him go through Parkinson's there at the end. But uh, just know that he's uh, in a better place and getting to play a full 18 every day now. Uh, and so just kind of wanted to give him a shout out uh, this week and uh, miss you, Grand Bob. And and so, sorry to end that on a sober note, but um, uh, it's, been, it's been on my mind a lot lately. So, I wanted to give him uh, a shout out there. So, that will do it uh, for us this week in the tailgate. Uh, make sure you are following the tailgate on social media. Follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Make sure you are following us on uh, Apple and Spotify. Give us those five stars on each of them and if you listen to us on apple give the tailgate a review we always appreciate the reviews they do a lot for us in the long run Uh, and as always guys we